0: Welcome to the MarTech
1: Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the technology behind competitive intelligence and in marketing. Joining us is Angelo Ponzi, who is the founder and fractional CMO at Craft Marketing Architects. Craft Marketing Architects uses their experience and research to gather the necessary insights from your customers, prospects, competition, and market to develop fact-based approaches to building efficient blueprint plans for growth. And today, Angelo and I are going to discuss determining your brand differentiators. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Angelo Ponzi, the founder and fractional CMO of Craft Marketing Architects. Angelo, welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Thank you so much, man. I'm excited to be here.
1: Excited to have you on our show. Excited to learn a little bit about marketing intelligence and differentiating your brand You've gone through a little bit of a rebranding exercise recently. I'm assuming some of that has to do with differentiation. Talk to us a little bit about what your company is and what you're up to.
2: You know, that's a great segue because it really was driven by a way to differentiate myself from all the other people that use the term marketing or branding. So I belong to a networking group and typically in a meeting, there might be 50 people. So when I first joined the meeting, the first time I went, By the time it got to me, I had heard the word marketing and branding and digital marketing at least 10 times before I ever got to say what I did. So it was my first time saying what the Ponzi Group was about. And I realized that most of the people, the non-marketers in the room had no idea what I was saying and why I was different from everybody else. So every time we'd be in these meetings, I would try to figure out a way to say something a little bit different and redefined. So one of the things I did is I actually called up and met with either via Zoom or in person because it was just prior to the pandemic. I wanted to interview, if you will, my competitors, quote unquote, and to really understand their business as a way to differentiate myself. And so what I found for the most part is we really might have some overlap areas, but we were never 100% competitive. So that allowed me to start framing what I do. And I have a core strength in market research. And that is a big differentiator from a lot of the people that I will meet and and are using the words branding and marketing and advertising. So I was able to begin starting to shape that. But I found in this group as time went on that people were still a little confused because it's like, okay, you do marketing. So you do websites, you do digital campaigns. It's like, I don't do any of that stuff. I'm the strategic guy. I spend the time analyzing the market and your customers and your prospects and looking at the competition is a way to help position you and differentiate you in the marketplace. And someone said in a meeting, Oh, you're like an architect.
1: Ding, 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 ding Yeah. Ding. So
2: the bells went off, the light bulbs were flashing like crazy. And I went, Oh, that's interesting. So then I started to speak and, and frame it as an architect. And then of course, at the end of the day, we design and we build these, we create our blueprints for growth. But then I realized at the end of the day, I'm going to hand those blueprints off to somebody. And I hope like heck, they're going to execute them or build the building the way I want it to be built, if you will. So then we've kind of framed it up as now we convert ourselves once we have those plans in place to general contractors, and we're going to execute those blueprints, but we're going to bring in all the subs, if you will, the digital marketing and the website folks and all the people I need to execute the plans that we have built. And so that's so and then it just kept morphing and morphing and morphing. Then the Ponzi group didn't necessarily reflect this new speak, if you will, our voice and our message. And frankly, I get tired of answering the Ponzi schemes every time I have a conversation with somebody.
1: I didn't want to say anything about it. I knew you wanted to. I. It was the first thing I thought <laughs> when I saw your application come across for the Martech podcast as an invited guest was his company is named Ponzi. That's a story that I have to hear about. And obviously it's your last name and I didn't want to be insulting, but I assumed that the rebrand was craft marketing architects might sound like it is more credible than something that has potentially a negative association with it.
2: Yeah, well, you know, the fortunate, unfortunate thing is Madoff made it infamous. So now, you know, it's in movies and books and frankly, any crime now that has to do with any kind of a swindle just gets labeled the Ponzi scheme. And the reality is, it's not a true Ponzi scheme, if you will. No relationship. They're not family members or anything like that. So I'm always having to deal with that. And I leverage that to my advantage a lot of times.
1: Angelo, if it makes you feel better, my name's Ben Shapiro and I'm a podcast host. <laughs> There's another political podcaster named Ben Shapiro. If you haven't heard of him, I deal with similar problems as well.
2: Yeah. And the flip side to be going, hey, I know you, instant recognition, but mm-hmm. you know, we have to kind of deal with it. So anyway, that was part of it, but not certainly the big motivating factor. It was really a way to differentiate myself and my business from everybody else that was going on. In fact, people that I would deem my competitors, they actually hire me for, especially on the research side. So we were able to work together without really competing against each other. And we have a, what's that term with your competitor and your collaborator? co Yeah, co right? That kind of thing going on. But that really was the big driver is just a way to make it clear and a way to get potential prospects to understand what we were doing.
1: Hearing your process is interesting and mostly with something as broad as marketing, you know, it makes sense that you're using uh, architecture as a a, a metaphor for what your business does in marketing and using the same sort of industry. It's like you could say, well, what do you do for a living? I help people build houses. Are you an architect? Are you a general contractor? Are you a decorator? Do you do the concrete slabs? Are you doing the drywall? There's a million different sort of ways that you could describe somebody that helps build a house. And marketing is just that broad in general. And you know, often there is an architect will hire a contractor who does the work, who hires subcontractors, who does parts of the work, and they all kind of work together and they all own their separate businesses. And at times they overlap and at times they don't. So I appreciate the architectural reference for your business. You mentioned that in your process for thinking about differentiation, the first thing you did was go and talk to your competition. I'm curious to hear about how you defined your competitive set when you're in an area where what is actually competitive could be very broad or could be very negative. How'd you figure out who your competitors were?
2: Well, you can't throw a stone without hitting another marketer. There's so many folks that are in the business I was at a meeting, good reference. So I gave my speak and when it came around to this other gentleman, he said, I'm a brand strategist and a marketing strategist. I go, okay, I know he's not, but okay. And then he followed up with, so if you need a website or you need some collateral work, give me a call. And I went, but that has nothing to do with what you do. You're actually a creative director or an art director. I have a friend who's a great videographer, but he's been talking about himself as a full service agency. And I try to explain to him, you're not differentiating yourself. You're just jumping into the pool with everybody else. So the reason I talk to my competitors, and again, number one, I wanted to find out, were they truly a competitor? Number two, was there some way for us to work together, right? Somebody who likes to build websites and says he does some brand work, they might not do the brand work the way I do it and what I can contribute versus I'm never going to build a website. So I look for those points that we can collaborate together, or I have to understand that we are, def- we are true competitors. And then from that standpoint, I look for ways to, in meetings, if we happen to be in the same networking meeting, how I can say something different that they do to make sure I get separated. And a lot of times I'll use my background in working from startups to international companies that I've worked with. I've been in international advertising agencies. I've grown my own. I, so I built a business, I sold a business. So I look for ways to help plant that seed that I am very different from them, whether it's personally or about the business.
1: Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. So you go through basically your process, which is, in your case, you're going through personal networks to understand who your competition is, figuring out anybody that sounds like they might be in a similar space. You're interviewing and understanding what their product service and offering is. What's the next step in differentiating? It sounds like you're thinking about describing yourself and how you can find a tone that is a little different. You're basically building this sort of verbal media kit, if you will.
2: Well, it's exactly right. And I'm going to go actually talk about for a client, right? So when we start a process for a client, we're looking at the competition, we're talking to their customers, but we're also talking to them internally. What is their perception of how they're perceived, if you will, into the marketplace? So I'll, you know, I'll ask a customer, how would a customer describe you? Recently, I did this with a client and they had 11 people answer the question. I had 11 different answers. So that tells me, number one, there's a problem and how they're gonna differentiate themselves because everybody's saying something different. Then I went to the customers and I said, how would you describe the company? Now I'm looking for what are the words and things that they're using that I can capitalize on and I'm doing comparisons to the competition. And so I look at those words I call anties. You have to say them because they're relevant to the target audience. And then you need to deal with those differently. And then looking for opportunities or gaps in messaging where there's a relevancy from us as a consumer or a customer. And then how can I capitalize on that? It's really about this kind of deconstruction, reconstruction of everything and building this process and looking for those opportunities. You know, I go through a process called VRIO and I tell clients, what's valuable that you offer? And they go, oh, we got, you know, great employees. They go, yeah, but that's not rare. I can easily imitate and just go steal your employees, right? So I I really force clients and I force myself to look at what truly differentiates me. So for me, I've got research, I've got client side, and I've got agency experience. I've been able to build a business so I understand growth, I understand the internal aspects. So I tend to take a holistic view with my clients. And so it's a much broader than I'm going to build your website or your digital campaign.
1: Back in the day before I became a Talking Head podcast host, I ran an independent consulting firm and I described our products and services, brand development and marketing strategy. Brand development for us was the process of interviewing the people that are in your organization to understand how they describe company services and products. And then comparing that to how your prospects and customers do that. And to me, like similar to the process that you've described There is generally an overlap. Nobody ever describes the company in the same way. That's not surprising. But there are central themes that you're getting out of everyone's descriptions. And you take the central themes from the customers and the central themes from the people that are working at the organization. And when there's overlap, that is actually what your brand is, in my opinion. Now, the question is when you find what that overlap between what your customers are looking for and how they think you fit into their needs and what you actually do and describe, the notion of is that different or does it have to be? We're always thinking about brand differentiators. How do I separate myself? How do I differentiate? What makes me unique? I guess the big question here for you is does it really matter? You know, if you're solving the customer's pain points and there's somebody else who is doing it who is relatively similar to you, and the market is big enough for your business and your competition's business. Why does it matter if you're different? Why do you need differentiators?
2: For me, we're looking to capture some mind share, if you will. How can, when a client has a particular problem or a challenge or an issue, I want them to think of us, me or my clients, as the solution for that. So how do I capture, how do I separate myself and, if you will, put myself not only in their short-term memory, but their long-term memory for easy recall? So those are the aspects that I look for. I mean, certainly there's plenty of room in the, you know, in the marketing world. There's lots of prospects, lots of clients, and you know we're not out stealing business from each other. But when someone says, I need a marketer, to me, I want my referral partners to say, well, are you looking for more of the strategic side? Or are you looking for someone to execute? And those are triggers for me and for the people that I talk to, because as soon as they say, well, our messaging is wrong or we need to pivot or something, all of a sudden I pop up as a recommendation or a solution for them to make a referral versus if someone says I need a website, I don't probably even resonate with them. So I look for how can I help plant that seed, if you will, within our target audiences, again, for myself, for my clients, that we're there when it comes time to solve a particular issue, that that recall is there, that we're someone they should consider.
1: I think the important thing to think about is that it's not just, are you different for the entire world? It is, are you differentiated in the eyes of the people that are relevant to your business? As Angelo said, he wants to be different, not necessarily just as a marketing agency. He is probably not the only company in the world that has called themselves marketing architects, but it is unique in his specific network and the people that he works with and he's got a referral network that thinks of him as the go-to strategist and the architecture language that he uses then matches up with the need for marketing strategy and someone to architect that plan. And so as you think about differentiation, the goal is not to be uniquely different in the entire universe. It's uniquely different in the sphere where you're looking for your business. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Angelo Ponzi, the founder and fractional CMO of Craft Marketing Architects. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Angelo and I are going to talk about establishing a competitive intelligence program. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Angelo, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Angelo Ponzi 15 That's A-N-G-E-L-O-P-O-N-Z-I, the number one, the number five. Or you can visit his company's website, which is craftmarketingarchitects.com. Customers happy.
0: Thanks for listening to the Martech Podcast